0: Hey everyone, welcome to Hotel Vicarious, a podcast where two best friends talk an awful lot about their favorite TV shows and movies. This week on our Witcher recap is Season 2, Episode 2, Care Morin'.
1: We survived the holidays <laughs> barely, barely, but we did. <laughs> we did. It's also not our regular recording time, so we're recording in the morning, which is something we do not do. So, this may make the podcast much better or much worse, but it is a yeah. one time thing only.
0: <laughs> you guys can let us know tomorrow do we yeah. sound better? Do we sound worse?
1: <sighs> yeah. It'll never change anything because we're not going to do this probably more than one time, but (laughs) let us know what you think.
0: (laughs) We'll be back to the status quo next week. (laughs) Uh, Hello, everybody. I hope all of your holidays were, if you do celebrate, super great and chill and happy. Jenny, how was yours? It was good. We were traveling for some of it we got home yesterday.
1: It was nice to see family. Small groups of family, but it was nice. And then we got home to our house having the heat accidentally turned off. And it was 48 degrees when we got into our house. Um, so our cats Ooh. were really mad at us. <laughs> oh, poor babies. Thank God they have fur. I found one of them like burrowed into a comforter in a bedroom. And the other one was in a pile of laundry in the basement. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, some smart.
1: It took hours to heat our house. Like, it got up, I would say, like, in an hour, it got up like 10 degrees. So it was a nice, balmy 57. Ooh, toasty. We have a not electric gas fireplace in our living room. So we turned that on, and that helped, like, the living room at least. But I would say, like, I went to bed at, I don't know, we got home around 4 30. I went to bed at 11. And, that bed was cold. Like, the sheets were cold. Yikes! Yeah, so, um, it seems fine. No pipes burst or anything, because that was, like, my main concern, that, like, maybe... Yeah. It was 48 when we arrived, but, like, what was it the last three or four days we were gone? Yeah. But it seems to be fine. There's been no water leaking anywhere, so hopefully that's fine. But that was a little bit terrifying. <laughs> ah. But other than that, it was good. And then I have the rest of the week off, so... We have like six more days, five more days.
0: Yeah, so that's nice. Um, what about you? It was good. It was good. It was like we saw my mom and my stepdad on Christmas Eve, and it was great. I saw my grandparents. And I haven't seen them in a really long time because of the pandemic. Right. And then I spent a Christmas day at my dad's, mm-hmm. and he has two fully grown German Shepherds. Right. Big beautiful dogs, <laughs> and we just got a puppy, and so they were like, "Bring, bring Gus! You know he can meet the dogs. It'll be great." And I'm like, "Awesome!" Because you know I don't want to deal with having to f- figure out a-, a dog walk on Christmas Day. That's terrible. Yeah, likely not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that my uh, younger siblings got a puppy for Christmas. Oh, a third. German Shepherd. Oh, (laughs) And let me tell you, spending all of Christmas Day with four dogs, two of them being really hyperactive puppies. (laughs) I went to bed at 9.30 on Christmas Day. I was so tired. We got home and I laid on the couch and I was like, this is it. This is where I live now. I can't, I can't do anything anymore oh my god that's so funny was it fun though like did they all get along it was so much fun gus and storm the puppy uh played literally all day like i don't think they had an off switch there was a point where i had to like put gus on his leash and wrap it around my leg and be like chill out (laughs) for like an hour so that we can eat please right right yeah no needless to say he came home to our house which is like no other dogs. And he was yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess this is the boring house now. Okay. Yeah. Did he sleep? Yeah, he passed. He passed out. <laughs> it was amazing. Awesome. Oh, well, that's good. Then I also have the rest of the week off. And I'll go back to work until next Tuesday. So I am fully taking advantage of reading a book a day and watching Succession and
1: showering <laughs> infrequently. Awesome. Yes, I agree. Though I will be showering after this podcast. So I can try my <laughs> new Dyson air wrap. I'm very excited
0: (laughs) very excited I want pictures
1: yeah we'll see it might be (laughs) bad I did my mom's hair and my sister's hair to try it out on Boxing Day I think and oh for Americans who don't know Boxing Day is a statutory holiday in Canada where we just get the day after Christmas off to go shopping and or
0: do nothing I love it
1: (laughs) It's also a thing in the UK, I believe, as well. Yeah.
0: When I used to work, I used to work for a British company right out of college, and we always got Boxing Day off, and it was the
1: best. It is. It kind of is.
0: So yeah, so we were, I was
1: at, we were at my parents' house, so I did my mom's hair. I did her, gave her a blowout, and it looked awesome. Like, Ooh. it looked, re- like, the round brush is, like, it works so well. I've never been able to use a round brush on myself, ever. Like, my hair is so thick and mm-hmm. so coarse. Like, it just, like looks real bad um, and gets like knotted and then you're just like walking around with a brush like hanging out of the bottom of your hair I'm not joking I'm not exaggerating for the podcast that has literally happened multiple times and so tried that and it worked awesome and then I tried the actual like the actual barrels like the air wrap barrels on my sister and she has really really thick hair and it it lasted like a pretty good time like I think her hair could have been a little bit wetter the, mo- the more wet your hair is the better it does the curl. Because it actually dries your hair Mm, mm -hmm. while it's curling. So, yeah, it's just like, I think you have to play around with it. But it was really fun. So I'm excited to try it on myself, though. I'm not sure how the back is going to work. But (laughs) maybe I'll just hold it back there and just, like, hope it grabs some hair. (laughs) Though, in this Zoom day and age, I really only have to curl my hair from, like, my ears forward. (laughs) Because no one sees the back.
0: Yeah, no, this is this is a hundred percent true.
1: You know, so maybe I just made things much easier on myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I believe me. I use the Zoom, like smooth feature. <laughs> <laughs> so that it. makeup, I don't have to wear that. <laughs> at, uh, you know, what on work calls, do I want to wear
1: today that's gonna match my outfit. <laughs> yeah, like
0: it's just. I don't care anymore. I don't think my my coworkers have seen me in a collared blouse I don't even it's mostly just like yeah gym t-shirts on the other day I wore a bathrobe on a zoom
1: call with my boss and I just made it look like a blouse see (laughs) I was like never
0: go back to the office this is
1: (laughs) this is the low point even for you Jen (laughs) so I I was like I definitely need to have a Christmas break because it was like the two days before Christmas and I was like meh
0: whatever (laughs) <laughs> yep, it's like, oh, I have a call at 9, I'm, I'm rolling out of bed at 8.58, it's
1: fine. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, yeah, we're really enjoying our break, as you guys can tell. <laughs> but, we are super excited to talk about episode 2 of The Witcher. By now, I assume most of you have watched the full season, as have we, and, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. That last
0: episode. Yeah, there's a lot happening. I, I I feel like this season, uh as much as I I liked it, and and obviously we'll go into you know our thoughts on season one versus season two. It did feel like a really major setup season.
1: Oh yeah, it was like a Lord of the Rings Two Towers kind of season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like sometimes annoying to me. And this is like the second time this has happened to me in like the last three months especially with watching Dune, and I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> and it's just like, I you know what? There is a reason that I read romance novels, because they have a specific ending at the end. The end is happily ever after. It's not cut off in the middle of a scene walking in the desert, or, you know, I'm not a huge fan of cliffhangers anymore, let's just say. <laughs>
0: Oh, but at the very least, I think it has been renewed Yeah, I, I believe three. so. Yeah, I think so. So it sort of, it, it like softens the sting a little bit of the fact yeah. where you're like, oh man, okay, that was like eight episodes of build up.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it was good. I really enjoyed some of it. I thought there was a little bit too much of some stuff,
0: but I liked it a lot. <laughs> and... Episode two, Kaer Morin, it was an interesting episode to kind of finally give us a look at Geralt's backstory and to introduce us to the remaining witchers in the universe.
1: Yeah, it was, (laughs) I guess I just always assumed that like all witchers looked like him. Then I guess that's wrong because there is a Witcher who's dead in season one. So when he helps Triss, see episode four of season one, there is a dead Witcher, and he looks nothing like Geralt. But uh, I don't know. I just assumed there'd be because I've seen I had seen stills of Vesemir, Mm who was like his father figure, the guy who kind of like runs the Witchers, and he also has like the same color hair as Geralt. So I had seen, and I was like, oh okay. But then we get introduced to the rest of them,
0: and they're just, like, normal dudes. (laughs) They're just normal dudes, and they're, like, chatty and funny and, like, like completely different than Geralt. It is one of those funny things where you're like, oh, okay, we're going to finally see how he fits in, and he's going to be around witches who are just like him, and it's like, no, Geralt's just, that's just, he's just like that.
1: Girl is emo goth witcher. Yeah. <laughs> he is just like, he's the sullen
0: one. Yeah. Swoop bangs, <laughs> black nail polish, lots of leather. Oh my
1: God. I honestly was just dying. I was just laughing so hard watching this episode. It was so great. But I love all of them. I love all of the witchers. They're so fun. It was such a fun. This is one of the things I really, really liked about this episode was like just getting to see. All the interactions between them, between them and Geralt, between them and
0: Siri, I thought that was great. And she really was like, she really held her own with them. I am so happy that we're getting to see this side of Ciri. The like, spunky, funny, like, yeah. I can give it as good as you give it kind of interaction. Because it seems like she had a pretty lonely, weird life. Like, she had to yeah. pretend... To not be who she was, to play yeah. with kids, and, you know, she ha- was under a lot of scrutiny, and now she can sort of just, like, you know,
1: yeah, be do her thing with yeah. Papa
0: Geralt. Like.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so weird. Oh, my God. <gasps> uh,
1: yeah, and then, so,
0: yeah, that's, and then we get a really amazing look at the, the elves, right? Yes, and so, okay, what I love about this episode is that it kicks off with Yennefer in this dreamlike state. She looks normal and she's in this like little cute cottage and Geralt is coming in and he's dressed not like a leather witcher daddy he looks like so like a farmer. <laughs> and it's this like super domestic moment and they there's a baby in a cradle and you're like, oh God, like, what is this? Like, obviously this is somehow subconsciously what Yennefer yeah. most desires. Is this right. like average life with Geralt and a child. Right. And then all of a sudden the image shifts and Yennefer is no longer pregnant. Right. And the baby is crying in a bassinet that like suddenly catches fire.
1: Yeah. It's like pretty dark. Like, Yeah. It's like, woof. Yeah, there's some dark kid shit in this season. <laughs> it's yeah, and like it's, as a warning. And
0: and of course you're like, okay, we got through see episode one where they're kind of like dealing with the aftermath of the battle at Sodden and girl finding Ciri and there's a lot of setup in episode one and now in episode two we're starting to like dive deeper into what the like season long arc is going to be and so yeah, Yennefer. Wakes up after seeing this, like, mysterious cloaked figure to find out that Frangilla also had a nightmare that kind of ended similarly. Right, yeah. And it just sort of makes you think, like, okay, well, what's...
1: Yeah, What's is that, that yeah? They're clearly connected in some way, and you know, and then we see that they have been taken by elves. Because in the first episode, we don't actually see what they were, what was attacking them. No. Nope. So after they wake up, we see that they have been taken by elves, which is. Kind of surprising because mm-hmm. elves technically, I mean, we've seen a couple of them in season one and Dar- like Dara, and then we saw, I think it was in episode two, there are elves. Mm-hmm. And we meet. Yeah, I was going to say. Phil Evandrel. Phil Evandrel, who is the elf that had kidnapped Geralt and Yaskir in episode two of season one much like it's been years and years and years obviously that was like a long time ago but but yeah he so that we meet him again but he's no longer
0: he's he's not really the king anymore no no and this is a little fuzzy to me and i don't actually think the season ever answers this question <laughs> but philip Andrel is now second in command to uh a woman named francesca yes and like there's definitely some tension between them She has, like, a bratty younger brother who, like, definitely takes his, like, night duties very seriously. Right. And it's just like, okay, well, why is he no longer in charge? Why is she in charge? Like, the dynamics of their politics are very, I don't know.
1: He does say something about how it was something that he didn't do. Like, he didn't he didn't do something and so the people like lost faith in him and francesca saw some prof- that remember she had those she she keeps having these dreams about itheline who is i can't remember some sort Ithilene of Elden is like yeah like god, very prophet or something yes yeah okay. basically
0: she's like the mother mary of the elves right, if you want to get so, super christian about it
1: so for so, yeah so francesca had been having these visions and anyway i guess the elven people were like oh you know phil evangel you're not doing any enough so we're going with francesca now i have i have i have questions but i don't want to spoil it for later episodes but i feel like at this point everyone has listened has watched the show yes can i Probably. talk about spoilers yeah Okay, there's a spoiler right now <laughs> they are together yeah i, do- I- it-, it is never mentioned until suddenly She is massively pregnant, and she's like, look, we're having a baby. And I'm like,
0: when did they get together? Yeah, so it's like they do allude to her pregnancy in this episode, briefly, briefly, like super briefly, mentioning that there hasn't been a 100% full pure blood elf born in like... Right. A thousand years or something. Something something insane. Which again, it's like the aging on this show is so shocking sometimes that like, (laughs) okay, literally every elf in existence right now that we're seeing is like a thousand years old. I guess. I don't know. But they've been going through this horrible genocide. So like, I don't. (laughs) Anyway, but they never allude to who the baby daddy is. No. And there's so much tension between Francesca and Phil Evangel that like, you could maybe think that it's between them, but you could also think Not that right like something away. happened to her person and she's stuck with this guy right. and they're trying to co-lead and you know she's pregnant with this other person's child. It's a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> Jennifer and Frangilla have like they both try and attempt to like diffuse a situation set like in their own ways and like mm-hmm. neither of them work like the mm-hmm. elves are really just they just don't give a shit they're like you mm-hmm. guys are gonna get us what we need and we don't care and Jennifer's like but I'm a quarter you <laughs> and they're okay. like mm, good for you
1: honey we don't care <laughs> right which I thought was very interesting given like this is like something that happens I believe quite I feel like quite a bit in the indigenous community where people were like, "Oh, my sixth great grandmother was a Cherokee princess," right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, um, "Okay, so what have you done to help your people?" Great. How how have you helped? Like, you know, how has the rest of your whiteness mm-hmm. um, helped helped benefit these people that you say that you're one quarter of? And if, and that's basically what Francesca says to to Jennifer is like. How can you call yourself part elf? Right. Like, How do you, you know anything about your culture? Exactly. Elf. Do you know anything? Have you, what have you done to help elves?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Yennefer knows the answer is nothing.
0: <laughs> right. Because so. mostly in her life, Yennefer does only things to help herself.
1: Right. Exactly. Which we definitely see a change in over this this
0: season. Yes. We season do... two yeah. is such a dramatic like journey for Yennefer because well we won't get into it too too much
1: too much but yeah but yeah it's it's really really exciting so we've got Yennefer and Frangilla kind of like after they're you know after they try to like Diffuse the situation in the tent which like does not work they sort of like try to like get i don't know what the word is they try to like make philavandrel be like oh my gosh you're philavandrel oh wow we've heard so much about you and and, like really sort of just like playing into his ego to try and basically being like hey you know we're having dreams too and they had heard francesca's talking about a dream that she had had to philavandrel and so they're like yeah we had dreams too and maybe we can help you guys. And, you know, he's actually considering it. And then the I guess some other elves find this like tunnel opening.
0: Yes. And so basically, the elves kind of like stumble upon Yennefer and Fringilla on their way. Yeah, to finding some like crypt, and they think that the crypt is going to lead them to some sort of I don't know, revelation. Salvation of some yeah, kind. About how to save their people. And so while they're digging and while these conversations are happening, uh, we find out that Jennifer, Frangilla, and Francesca are all having similar dreams. Like, they're not yeah. the same, but they all end with mysterious figures in robes. Right, yeah.
1: A, a red one, a black one, and then Francesca's is a white one. Yes. Right, so...
0: Yennefer's different person, yeah. robes of a different color, but it's all like people that they want to see saying exactly what they want to hear. Whose is Jennifer's? Yennefer, um... Well, it's when they finally get to the little house. Yeah, they know it's a deathless mother, but you're right. Because for Frangilla, it's Amir, who is the white flame. For Francesca, it's... Ithilene. I don't think we ever see who's in the hooded figure for Yennefer. I just think mm, that... Maybe that's right. Yennefer sees the baby and is like, that's... yeah. Oh, you know, no, yes, I, you're right. Because the hooded
1: figure, it's you cannot see, I think. In, mm-hmm. I, I think it's like a red... And you can't yeah, see Yeah, big it red is, hood. I think. Anyway, yes. So they've all been having similar dreams. And now the elves have found this tunnel. Or sorry, no. They found this crypt.
0: hmm
1: And inside of it is... Three
0: very mummified bodies. Yeah, it's like, and it looks like one is probably being propped up by the other two.
1: Yeah. But they're all kind a of like, tight tied to it.
0: Yeah. It was creepy. And like the grave moves back and reveals a tunnel into yes, the earth.
1: Yes, there's some sort of inscription that's written in Elv- Elvish or something. And,
0: and Yennefer reads it. She reads part of it, and then she says the
1: rest doesn't make sense. And then Francesca knows the rest of it or whatever. Yeah. And then And then it opens, and then Francesca's like, okay, we're going in, the three of us. And she's like, you guys have to stay behind <laughs> to Filavandrel and her brother. Yeah. And then they descend into this dark tunnel.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is so bizarre and interesting. Yeah. But they they go through this tunnel... It takes them back out into the woods. A yes. wood. We, A we wood. really don't yeah. know. Like, obviously, it's very magical. It's happening right now. So everyone's sort of like, mm, okay, what's going on? Right. And then we see this little cabin in the woods with no doors. And my first immediate thought is Baba Yaga. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's my first immediate yeah, thought. Yeah, I kept yeah. thinking,
0: okay, there's this, there's so much Polish folklore that, like.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know. Yeah. They all seem to know the incantation. So clearly this is a big myth in their world that they know right. about. Yeah. And in this then they're like transported into the cabin. Mm-hmm. And that's when we sort of meet. But all separately, right? Yes, they're all transported it's...
1: separately. So they're not together anymore.
0: Yeah. Which like of course conquer individually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, obviously that we we know from our perspective that like whoever this person is, is they're bad.
1: (laughs) Right. They're bad. (laughs) Yeah. We don't know why they're bad, but we just know they're bad. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And it's like each vision for the women offers them something that they want. Yeah. And at first we don't really see an exchange. The woman they call the deathless mother is just like, if you do this, you're going to be super powerful. Right. Like, you know, no big deal. Like, whatever. You Mm -hmm. can do it if you want you'll get exactly what you want if you do it if you do it
1: but she doesn't really say that she, they she's not gonna make them do it but but she said if you do it so it's kind of like one of those like it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's the the what they get is so sweet and so good
0: mm-hmm. they
1: they can't resist basically
0: yeah and so immediately after their vision francesca and frangilla agree to ally each other like to ally with each other so the elves and Nilfgaard yes joining together which I think is like one of the most significant alliances that we've seen
1: thus oh, yeah, far for in sure the show. yeah yeah and then Yennefer is
0: just like
1: <laughs> no
0: well I think the crazy thing about it is the entire time we've seen Yennefer and Vangilla with the elves they've been chained in that Demeterium or whatever it is yes. that prevents them from using their powers. Right. When they go into the crypt, the girls are no longer shackled. Yeah. And that's when Yennefer realizes that she's lost her magic.
1: It's gone. It is just, it's, nothing is happening. And in the shack, I think that's when she, it's the original test again that she did mm-hmm. with Tissaia, um, in her very first test at Eratusa, and she cannot make it work. She cannot yeah. do it.
0: Her her conversation with the Deathless Mother is really confusing to her because I don't think she's, you know, that's right before she realizes she lost her powers. Yeah. So she and doesn't so she know. Doesn't, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't buy into it as easily as Frangilla and Francesca do. Right.
1: Yeah. Because it doesn't really seem worth it for her. Like, there's nothing. It's not yeah. really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so then I guess she's just like, just do they even give her a choice to join them? Don't they? Doesn't. Doesn't she say like, doesn't Frangilla say I'm go- We're gonna join with the elves, and you can come or something. And she's like, no. She's like, well, then we're just leaving you here. Oh yeah, you're totally right. I think you're totally right. I don't know. My brain is so bad today. I'm sorry, guys.
0: No, no, no. I think you're spot on because it's like one of those uh, moments between Yennefer and Frangilla. That's it speaks to the sort of bond they've created in this like very short time period. Yeah. They're not going to help her get anywhere or do anything, but, like, they, they let her go.
1: Yeah, they let her go, and she just, like, basically, we don't really see where she's going. We just know that she's, like, in the woods, ch- consistently trying to use her magic, and nothing is
0: working. Yeah. <sighs> On the yeah. flip. Yeah. <laughs> While this really traumatic thing is happening to Yennefer, yeah. Siri and Geralt are at Clair and yes. they're sort of starting to adapt, you know, like the witchers go to Cairmore in the winter and yeah. they're all there and Siri's starting to like figure out the dynamics of everybody and she's in her like little shitty room with rats running around. Right. No one is propping up this girl whatsoever. Like princess days are no, done So Nothing. <laughs> and then we meet Eskel. Yes. I'm like, full disclosure, guys. I never played the video games. I've never read the books. I don't know who the hell this guy is. Right, right. (laughs) The significance of him, it doesn't hit for us the same way it would for you guys. And so I know that he's a big fan favorite character, that everyone was really excited to meet him. And I am sure that immediately (laughs) killing him (laughs) probably bothered some of you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard that a lot of people did not like that. No,
0: and I, listen, listen. Adaptations are a weird thing. You don't always understand why things get changed. Yeah. From a perspe- perspective of someone who doesn't understand what's going on, I actually really liked Eskel's character and arc in this episode because, to me, it just sort of... Drives home the fact that Witchers are there's not that many of them left. They are not invincible, no, and that like they are dying. Happen, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they're an endangered species. Yeah, basically, pretty much, yeah though I guess maybe they could have made him less of a dick I don't know I didn't like Eskel at all from the moment he walked through the doors I thought he was like a smarmy asshole yeah Yeah, he was terrible to Siri yes he was like
1: I don't know just had like no charm or charisma like of like that Lambert did yeah or um I don't know just yeah totally rubbed me the wrong way like immediately
0: yeah and and also again because we don't have any really kind of uh, backstory on The Witchers or have read the books. You know, when Eskil has this party at care Morhen <laughs> with sex workers, to me it, it felt like, oh, okay, a big den of men. Of course they're going to have a party with, you know, like mm-hmm. the local brothel. <laughs> right, right. But I read that care that Morhen is a pretty, um, like – sacred place for the witchers and that mm-hmm. in the books and the video games that that never would have happened bringing uh. these women back to care more and because it's a dangerous to expose their location and b right. it's like witchers just don't get down like that right right Ugh. so I thought that was a really interesting thing like, to introduce and and frankly I don't think I ever need to see female nudity on this show ever again unless I start to see Henry Cowell's bare ass running around. Because yeah. I'm it's just it's totally lopsided and I hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was not enough
0: male nudity in this show. I just feel like listen, nudity is a part of life. I am not like against seeing, you know, whatever on T V screens. No, but it needs to be fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if I'm going to see a bunch of naked women, then I sure as shit should be able to see a bunch of naked men on the same show. And, like, the imbalance is just exhausting.
1: And also, we got no Geralt bath scenes. Unfair. I know. How dare you taunt we give the people what they in want. season Jesus. one and then yeah. nothing in season two? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, he I talked more, it. but I didn't need him to talk. But at what cost? Now, what caught? So, we do see, during the party, Eskel has something growing out of his back. Yes, so he
0: had this run-in with a creature called a Leshy. Leshy, yeah. Which is like a tree
1: spirit siren yeah. thing. She's like a tree lady,
0: basically. <laughs> Yeah, she's, like, the grandma from Pocahontas, except evil.
1: Yeah, so I I had done a little bit of, like, what is a leshy or whatever. And it's, like, a – it's some sort of, like, sort of de- deity in, like, pagan Slavic mythology. Um, mm. So it's, like, a spirit that rules the forest and, like, hunting and stuff. Um, and everything I read, it was, like, a masculine hum- humanoid shape. Hmm. That can change in size and height or whatever. So, which is kind of interesting. So they definitely made it a woman. It had like a woman shape for sure in this show. But yeah, it's a real thing in Slavic mythology. So it's kind of interesting. So yeah, he comes back with like the hand. He He had run into one, but he said he was fine. But he was holding like he had the
0: hand of one. Yeah. Yeah. And so at this party, girl comes in. And he's pissed. He's like, this is inappropriate. I have a child here. Like, not in front of my daughter, please. You know, it's which, like a very. Which is also like. <laughs> Geralt.
1: You just brought a child to like this all male. Frat house. Frat house. Like, what do you expect?
0: Yeah. And it's it's cute <laughs> to see dad Geralt come out. But it's oh, for also sure. just like eye rolling. (laughs) It's like bringing your kid to an R-rated movie and being upset about seeing like a sex scene. You're like okay well what were you expecting? Right exactly. So Geralt and Eskel kind of get into it a little bit and Eskel like again he's just a dick. Like he's a very combative like aggressive guy and like immediately tries to like I don't know scuffle with Geralt which just seems stupid because even amongst all the witchers Geralt seems to be like the man. (laughs) He's also, like, the biggest and the tallest. He's
1: huge! Yes! Like,
0: yeah, exactly. And so Geralt sends Eskel, like, to bed, basically. He's like, Mm -hmm. take your, your lady here and, like, go (laughs) sleep this off. Yeah. But we can kind of see that, like, Eskel got wounded in the fight and it's, like, It's festering. It's, like, gnarly. It is. Basically looks like a tree is growing out of his back. Yeah, it's
1: like... You guys can't see what I'm doing, but it's, like...
0: It looks like it's, like, growing its way out. It's, like, it's just real gross. (laughs) Hmm. It's real gross. And so they discover that, like, the room that Eskel went into with the sex worker, Eskel... Eskel's missing, right? And Geralt is looking for him, and he finds the sex worker like
1: well,
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it like she's like covered in bark and like stuck to a wall stuck to a wall yeah she is like yeah i don't even it's like if
1: uh, yeah it's hard to explain it's like she's been like it's ba- like she's been like glued to the wall with bark
0: and she's clearly dead clearly dead and so the leshy version of eskel Comes out and attacks Geralt.
1: Yeah, so the the whatever was growing out of his back has just like taken over his entire body, and it's now definitely more like it. It is him because you can kind of see his facial features, but he's all tree,
0: and he's trying to kill Geralt. <laughs> and Geralt is like super confused because apparently this is not how Leshy's reproduce. Like these are this is not how this should happen. Right. And so Garal is fighting Eskel, but trying not to, because he's not really sure what's going on, but he doesn't want to die. So this like very confusing situation. And then Vesemir. And it is his brother. Finds them. Yeah. So yeah. In, in all, like as much as you could
1: call like any of them brothers, it is his brother. So yeah. So yeah, Vesemir arrives
0: and it's like this super emotional thing. Yeah. And I think Vesemir and Geralt are trying to figure out a way to, like, just subdue him. Yeah. And, like, maybe f- then figure out a way to save him.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: Eskil gets really, really close to killing Vesemir, and so Geralt just kills him. He, he heats up his sword, right? Yeah. And he, like... Which- Cool trick. Was he able to do that in season
1: one? Where he I like turns his don't. sword into fire? Fire. I don't remember that at all. But like his sword just like heats dope. up to like orange, and then when you stick, he kills him or he
0: cuts him or it. Yeah, because they mention that like you're supposed to attack the heart with fire, and that's how you kill a leshy. Yeah, and you so they were all making fun of way. Eskel. right for not doing that in the beginning
1: right and so yeah so they so Geralt kills
0: Esko and Vesemir is almost mad at him yeah I think he is I think Vesemir is sort of like the dead mother of all of the witchers <laughs> right and he considers them all his sons and so he knows that they're dwindling in numbers and now it's he's one one more is gone and so it's this like yeah, Like, okay, you saved my life, but we lost another one, and now we have to hang his medallion on this tr- this memorial tree in the right. Great Hall. Right. Yeah. It's-, it's kind of a downer. Yeah. <laughs> episode. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Between it is. Yennefer losing her powers and having a fucking meltdown in the woods mm-hmm. to the witchers having to, like, memorialize a fallen brother. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Heavy, and it's it's basically just this intro to the fact that like everything's just terrible right now. <laughs> yeah, everything sucks in the world, which kind of harkens back <gasps> to Nivellin from episode one being like, "Shit's gonna go down," and the world yeah. is very
1: different now. And that's what he was saying is like the world is. I don't. Did he say the world was ending? But that's kind of like what he was in, he
0: was implying, like the world was. He implies that with the wild hunt on the horizon, that, like, it's going to get really dark really soon. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So, and we're kind of seeing that, like, we're, and and as we go through the season, we see that more and more and more, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. But on the bright side, <laughs> Geralt realizes that bringing Ciri into Kaer Morhen is not the safe haven that he might have thought it was, and that... Yeah. It is time to teach Siri how to physically defend herself. Yeah. And so that's a really nice moment in the I end, love the that. I them. love
1: the way that it ends like that with um her, you know, shadowing him and practicing all the moves with the sword and I thought that was really exciting. So wow. Another episode done. It's gonna be February before we know it. Don't even don't even. I'm just kidding. Don't even. <laughs> but We have some exciting news. What's our exciting news, Jenny? Netflix has told us when Bridgerton is coming out. Woo! March 25th. So, there'll be a tiny bit of a reshuffling of our schedule, we believe, hopefully, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we will be, probably what we'll be doing is finishing up The Witcher, doing something in between The Witcher ending and Bridgerton starting, and then we'll do Bridgerton, and then... I'm assuming The Last Kingdom will follow Bridgerton.
0: Yeah, basically we're swapping Bridgerton and and TLK, which is totally fine. Yeah. It just goes to show that Netflix doesn't care about its beautiful Viking child. Honestly. And again, again, we're going to say it. Please, Netflix, release, I don't know, some promo images that (laughs) aren't just like weird character portraits. Give us a teaser. I'll take 15 seconds. I'll take five. I oh just got, d- I got, I got to have something. Just
1: give me picture of Uhtred just looking from one side to the other. That's it. I'll take it.
0: Just give me something. And if it has a give date on a it. Give us a date. That'd be yes. fucking great. You can make it in Canva. I don't care. It doesn't <laughs> matter.
1: Just send us a boomerang. <laughs> DM it to us. I just want to know. We have schedules to plan.
0: We do! And listen, we are so excited to talk about Bridgerton because it we speaks are. to so many things that Jenny and I love. And it is uh, my favorite, it is based on my favorite, favorite, favorite
1: Julia Quinn book of the entire series. I'm just so excited to talk about Anthony Bridgerton.
0: Yeah, dude, and I'm honestly really pumped. Cause the wonder that is Kate. She is just... <sighs> And the casting is already so
1: good, so I'm... Oh my god. I am so, so, so excited for Simone Ashley to play Kate Sharma. Like, I am... I loved her so much in Sex Education. I am so excited. And Kate is such a fantastic character. Like, she... I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but she puts Anthony through the paces. Like, it is... oh, he gets his just desserts, so sweetly in this book. So
0: I am so excited. Even from the like 15 second clip that they shared from filming, uh-huh. I'm here for it. I know! I am I'm so big excited. time here for it. But you know me, I love people who hate each other and then fall yes. in love. <laughs> Honestly, this is one of the best
1: enemies to lovers because it is not like, it's. it doesn't take it to the degree where you like, they actually couldn't like each other because they're so mean to each other. They're so mean to each other, yeah. Like, yeah, but in but they then they have these moments where you're like, oh my God, they're human. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, have, I will have so much to say about this show. So we're super looking forward to that. Very grateful mm-hmm. that they gave us a date. Yes. Keep your dance cards open for March, people. Ooh,
0: I like that.
1: Daria, what else can you not stop thinking about this week?
0: Oh, my gosh. You know, I have read almost three books in three days on this, like, joyful winter break that I've created for myself. I read The Love Hypothesis, which, Mm -hmm. let me tell you how I feel. I loved this book. I thought it was adorable. I Mm -hmm. think I read it in, like, four hours. It's, like, a very quick read. And the entire time I was reading it I thought, hmm, this main character, he kind of sounds like an actor that I don't love. No offense to uh, Adam Driver fans out there. It just, it's never connected for me. Mm -hmm. But I thought, wow, he sounds a lot like Adam Driver. I was like, it's fine. I'll just picture someone else's face. No big deal. Mm-hmm. And then i found out that this lovely book and i'm really serious it's beautiful well written super enjoyable started out as kylo ren fan fiction <laughs> amazing and i amazing. thought okay i'm perceptive <laughs> <I> <laughs> for someone who is not at, i don't have any place in that fandom i do not what it's right. whatever whatever but it really came across super clearly to me amazing and this just for anyone who's listening who might write some fan fiction just change some names exactly you never (laughs) know guys you never know because the love hypothesis has been on everyone's favorite reads of 2021 list for sure yeah and and like rightfully so it's super fun great story so like um, a rom-com Full-on rom-com, fake dating. Oh, cool. Grumpy One loves the sunshiny one. Like, it's some really cute, cute storytelling. Awesome. So that was really fun. And then I finished The Hating Game, finally. Oh, yes. Lots of feelings and thoughts on The Hating Game. I feel like Mm -hmm. I can have a whole episode um, dedicated to my thoughts and feelings on The Hating Game. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them good. Some of them not so good. So... You know, Fair. and I'm, I'm starting to read now Natalie Tan's book of love and f- luck and fortune. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm only about five chapters in and I've decided it's the most enchanting, beautiful thing I've ever read in my entire life. So awesome. I will tell you guys all more about it when I finally finish it. Oh, I can't wait. My goal is to just like read through my entire to be read shelf. Awesome. This week, we'll see how far I get because I'm <laughs> woefully behind. I hear you. <laughs> what about you? So last night
1: I watched Don't Look Up Oh with and? Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. And going into it, it had had not great reviews. Yes. Like I heard like a lot Adam of Adam people... McKay stuff is So here's the thing. I love Adam McKay. I yeah. will watch the big I've watched the big short probably five times. Like <laughs> I don't know why I love it so much. I just super love it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I, I think I'm going to like this. But then I read all these like really not great reviews that it was kind of just like, mm, it's not that funny. It's not like it's kind of. I loved it. Yeah. I love. Now, I understand Leonardo DiCaprio is very problematic. I understand <laughs> that. Um, however, um, I have loved him for a long time. <laughs> and I will just own that I truly love problematic uh Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, he was great. Like he he is consistently entertaining. Like he, Oh, he's a great actor. He, he was really good in this. Um, it was not like a role that I had seen him in like a lot of. Like he mm-hmm. it was very different from kind of the other things that he does, and I think maybe that was jarring for people. Because, like, he – yeah, he plays a very anxious person, which is not mm. something that he, his characters normally
0: are. Yeah. But that was really good. Jennifer Lawrence was amazing. She was really yeah, good. Yeah, she's great. She was when really good. When she's playing a character that's the right age range for her, Yeah, she really kills it.
1: Yeah. Jonah Hill was – infuriating but like that was his character but like yeah he did it so well that like i just if i ever saw jonah hill in person i might want to punch him in the face like he was just like but also like some parts of this movie were super triggering for me because trying to convince people oh, of yeah. things that are important when they just don't seem to
0: care know
1: yeah. <laughs> it was just like a lot
0: a lot yeah
1: um, and i actually had someone from my work being like fyi this scene is very triggering to us
0: <laughs> so i appreciated
1: that deeply and we had a good laugh about it i love that yeah it was great so yeah it was you know what i really enjoyed it i i recommend it. it's very long it is very very long
0: uh, What's with is, movies these days being extremely long?
1: That is the one thing that I think that probably it suffers from the most is that it's just a little too much happens. Oh, and shout out to, oh, he really is determined to make me love him this year, to end 2020 actually loving Timothy Chalamet. And I cannot it believe- It's 2021, Jenny. Oh, that's what I meant. So, let's <laughs> pretend that I said that again. <laughs> and like, he is determined- to make me love him in 2021, Timothy Chalamet. God damn it. He was so it happens. good. He was so good in this. He was so weird. And like <laughs> so good, but like so weird. And I actually liked it a lot. He was, he, he actually does. He actually is a very good actor. Oh yeah. And I think I'm just, I'm, I might have to go back and rewatch Little Women. Because I was blinded by my love for Christian Bale. So I might have to go back and rewatch it. So I can fully say that in 2021, Timothy Chalamet won me over. Okay. You
0: know? We'll see.
1: I think that's about it. That's, I mean, I have things about my brain is like so tired from all of
0: the carbohydrates that I've eaten in the last four days. That Holiday exhaustion is a very real thing. <laughs> Honestly. I'm brain dead. I've lost all power to think. I can't believe we did this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy holidays, everyone. Happy yeah. New Year.
1: Yeah, happy New Year! We are headed into what is sure to be an interesting year. Season three of
0: the pandemic. <laughs> season three. Hopefully, it gets canceled, and we don't have season four. <laughs> but not right? like by a meteor, <laughs> or right? Any right, sort of like asteroid. Right, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: please don't open that mummy that you found.
0: Yeah, for the love of God, scientists everywhere, stop digging anything up. Please put the baby
1: dinosaur back into some
0: rocks. Yeah, leave um, it all alone. <laughs> Seriously. Leave it, leave it all alone. We don't need anything we do not. to add. We don't. We don't. So if the aliens come, I'm ready. Just take me. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready and willing and able to Speaking flee. Speaking of which, I should start that Ice Planet Barbarians book now. <laughs> hey, I think you probably should so that we can talk about it on our next episode, Jenny. Okay. I'll start it. Where can they find us, Daria? All right, guys, if you still like us after this episode, (laughs) you can find us uh, at hotelvicarious.com. You can email us at hotelvicarious at gmail.com. And you can find us on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our username is at hotelvicarious. Come chat with us. It's winter break, so we're around. Tell us we're wrong for not liking Eskel. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about it because I don't get it. I really don't. I don't care. He was a dick. I'm kind of glad that he's yeah, gone, controversial exactly. or not. And if you would love to do us a solid, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Good Pods, you know, don't leave us a bad review. That would be really mean. If you have nothing yeah. nice to say, don't please say anything don't at say all. It. <laughs>
1: Well, folks, uh, this has been Hotel Vicarious. Uh, Thank you for checking in, and we hope you enjoyed your stay.